0: Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production, where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two. The wait is over. Good
1: morning.
0: Get your popcorn ready. It's time for the In or Out Sports Debate with your hosts,
1: Brian Snow, Snowman of the Morning, with Cole
0: Johnson and Drew Willingham. Hello, everyone. We are live with episode 16 of the In or Out Sports Debate. I'm your host, Drew Willingham, along with this week's special guest co-host of the snowman in the morning with cole johnson podcast give it up for my man and one of our great friends of the legacy maker sports network mr brian snow good evening sir how are you doing well glad to have you aboard brother thank you for joining me today
1: hey thanks for having me it was uh, great to have you this morning and now here we are back end of the doubleheader. let's rock
0: Let's do this. Before we get started, I do want to pay homage to uh, the Vault of Fame. Acknowledge me. Introducing the Vault of Fame, where we look back on the previous participants in the Interout Sports Debate. Episodes 1 through 11, we have Rob Johnson, 12 and 15, Tyrone Montgomery, Corey Mann at episode 13, Golden Boy Greg Anthony at episode 14, and currently at episode 16, we have the snowman Brian Snow. And tomorrow, actually, talking about a double header, I guess we can call it a triple header. We've got Darrell Owens tomorrow evening, seven o'clock, the program director of the Legacy Maker Sports Network, here with me to go for the rollback edition live tomorrow, seven o'clock Eastern. Only on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, and with that said, guys, we actually have breaking news. That's right, you heard it straight from my mouth. We have breaking news Tuesday. June 21st, 7 o'clock Eastern on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. The LMSN stat man Russ Talaferro joins me for episode 18 of the Out Sports Debate next Tuesday here on the Out Sports Debate. So guys, we are pumped up. We are ready to rock. For those of you who are here, we are ready to get this thing going. Let's go into round one. Round one. Round one. Terrell Owens' performance in the fan-controlled football league warrants an NFL tryout for a team this upcoming season. Snowman, how do you feel about that? Are you in or are you out? Out.
1: Denied. Okay. He's done all he had to, he's done all he could in the world of football. This is just fun for him and he has a Hall of Fame jacket. He's got that gold jacket. I loved him when he played especially with my beloved 49ers but what do you have left to prove, Terrell? What exactly do you have left to prove? I mean, you you you've been in different. You, you've now been in a different league. You showed off what you can do. In many ways you're still a freaking nature, but Dude, put it down. Put it down. Out.
0: I'm in. The reason why I'm in, because wouldn't it be cool to have the satchel page of football? Wouldn't that be pretty cool to be able to say that we had a guy that retired, gotten to the Hall of Fame, came back in the hardest Hardest game to do that in, which is professional football, even though the game is a lot more, we'll say, pussified as it used to be 20 years ago. True, Okay. okay? True. So it's a little bit different now than it, than it used to be. So what does he have to lose? He does have – it's not like he's tarnishing his legacy. They can't take back his Hall of Fame. He's already no. It. the way the, the way that he went in was pretty unique compared to everybody else that went in into taking it at his alma mater at his, you know, the stadium where he played, you know, at as a Tennessee college. Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So with that being said. I've got to go in just for the simple fact that that would be a pretty cool story to have in the new millennium. That it's kind of like Tom Brady playing into a mid- mid-40s at the state that he's playing in. Wouldn't that be sweet to have a 50-year-old Terrell Owens catching passes from a Tom Brady, possibly with the Bucks or with the Dolphins of what they are talking about with months back? Wouldn't that be pretty cool to see that happen at some point and not get hurt and possibly get a ring?
1: Possibly.
0: Possibly. That would help his, his legacy out more than anything because he still didn't get the ring.
1: But he's got a Hall of Fame jacket. That's enough.
0: He, he does, but I mean a ring wouldn't hurt. That some bling to go with that jacket wouldn't hurt.
1: But he lost all chances at the bling when he retired.
0: Yeah. I'm especially, out. Especially with this picture right here of you know him just staring straight up with the popcorn in the face right behind it. It just mm-hmm. that picture right there. It just speaks volumes. Besides, he spent time
1: with the Dallas Cowboys, if that tells you anything.
0: True, but at least he didn't get he, – he played for half the NFC East. At least he didn't play for the other half.
1: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
0: With that said, let's take this into round two.
1: Round two.
0: I know the snowman's got to be chomping at the bit to talk about this one. We have got Hall of Famer in his own right. The Chicago White Sox should relieve Tony La Russa of his managerial duties after a dismal start. the 2022 season snowman how do you feel about that are you in or are you out
1: i went back and forth on this i'm gonna say out denied okay for the simplest of reasons it's june and not september now if it was september and you're in the case of and you're from chicago like me and you know there's a north side team that spells its name completely useless by September, then yeah, you can talk about relieving Tony LaRusso of his duties, especially after that intentional base on balls incident against Trey Turner and the Dodgers. But I still have faith in TLR. They gotta get they they have to get some pitching arms healthy. Um, Lance Lynn was just reinstated. And they have to get Tim Anderson back in the lineup. So injuries have played a part to the dismal start. Out.
0: And I have to agree with this. I'm out on this as well. Denied. Guys, let's calm down a little bit. He's only 27 and 31. It's not that bad. Even though Mm -hmm. Joe Madden was 27 and 29 when he got relieved of his duties with the Angels, which Darrell and I will touch up on that tomorrow night. But the fact that Joe Madden was 27 and 29, it was close. So, I mean, you can kind of put him in that echelon of discussion. But considering that he was 93-69 and 69 last year and won the division for their second straight title, even though it's, it, it was his first year, for him to come from years of, of sitting aside after, you know, his last world championship with the Cardinals and, and sitting on the bench, getting the Hall of Fame introduction and stuff, and then coming out with the White Sox, for him to do what he did last year, it's so early. We're, we're not even in July yet. I'm not going to call for his head this early on in the season. So... I get in. They got to get healthy.
1: They got to get healthy.
0: Yeah. And plus, he's got a shot at potentially getting 3,000 wins. He's got 20, 28, 48 as far as 2,848 wins. He does have 2,465 losses. He's got quite a bit of decisions up in there um, in a 35 year coaching career that he's had, you know, with all the combined Mm -hmm. years between the White Sox first stint, the Athletics, you know, the Cardinals. Three world championships between the Athletics and, and the Cardinals. Don't think he's going to get one with the White Sox. I'm sorry, Snowman. It was I was I was hoping for it, but your already your fans are already chanting "Fire Tony, Fire Tony." Yeah, so I heard. I if heard. They're already, if they're already giving him that kind of treatment, it, it's only time will tell. He's going to be out. Then there they're, on, the then of the they're only
1: ban, then they're only bandwagoners when he turns it around. As far as I'm concerned,
0: no. You're right. You're absolutely right. So I'm just going based on reports or whatnot. I am personally not a Chicago White Sox fan. I am not calling for his head. I think he's one of the best managers of all time, and you're lucky to have him on the team um, as your coach, in my opinion. But I'm I'm not going to be the ones calling for his head. I'm I'm out on this as well.
1: I can't do it.
0: So with that, we do have a pretty interesting uh, topic for round three. Speaking about the NBA Finals tonight, NBA Finals Game 5 is tonight at 9 o'clock. And let's go ahead and take this into round three and discuss a little bit NBA Finals. Round three. Jason Tatum's 27.4% from the two-point range in the NBA Finals is the only reason the series is tied and not over. Snowman, how do you feel about that? Are you in or are you out on this? In. Definitely in. All right.
1: Were it not for a tremendous fourth quarter by Boston in game one of this series, this would be a closeout situation for Golden State. It's pretty simple. Keep Tatum within the three point arc, and the Warriors have a shot to close this out in six games, which my original prediction was five. That went by the board. But I think the Warriors will win tonight and they'll win in Boston and close things out. Would I love to see it go a seventh game? Absolutely. But you gotta have Jason Tatum on all sides of the arc, both in and out, shooting very well. Shooting very well from beyond the arc, but inside the arc is where the Warriors defensively have had success. And if you get Jason Tatum inside the arc and get him to play laterally, then you'll then they'll have success tonight. Plus, it's San Francisco, it's the Chase Center. There are going to be 19,000 screaming Warrior heads tonight. It's going to be a close one. But bonus, I'm picking the Warriors to win. It's gonna be a close it's gonna be a close game. But I think that home crowd and the fact that the Warriors will figure out how to defend Jason Tatum and keep Al Horford off the boards will will find a way to, to get it done tonight. I'm in on this subject.
0: I agree on this. I'm in on this as well. I agree with this subject with you. However, I disagree with the fact that the Warriors, I don't feel like the Warriors are going to win tonight. I feel like it's going to go back since we're back in Boston. Boston's going to win tonight. Okay. Okay. I feel like they're going to get it. They're going to be up 3 2. I called for the Celtics to win this in six. However, I don't think it's going to end up happening. I think that it's going to be a (laughs) seven game series. I think seven games with just the way that it's been going back and forth. At the beginning, I called them to win it in six because of the size difference. The Celtics have more size. However, the injury bug is starting to catch up to them. Clay's shot is horrible. And that's why I'm still picking the Celtics to win this thing, just because Clay hasn't found his shot. Draymond scored two points, I think, in two games. I know he scored it in. One recently, I can't remember the, if he scored. If he came down to the, that recently as well, the, the team's falling apart. They're they're getting banged up again. Steph, yeah. Steph wasn't really playing until the, the playoffs came around. Anyway, the team was carrying him until they got this far. Until they got to the championship series, the Western Conference Finals. Then he really started turning it on. If it wasn't for him, now they wouldn't be here. They'd already been swept by now. If, if if Jason Tatum was shooting and Steph was only getting twenty five to thirty points, the series of would games, be over. It'd be the over. series would oh, yeah. be over. So, but, you know, man, we've, we've seen a lot so far. We've covered, you know, the, the NBA, we've covered some, some Terrell Owens potential, you know, wash news would be sweet if, if that actually ended up happening. If he actually got a tryout um, and then, you know, a little bit of MLB, but I want to go and, and do a little bit of a backstory with you and, and to our viewers here, to those who don't know who Brian Snow is. Um, I want to give you a little bit of time to discuss um, especially your background within, you know, the sports broadcasting ap- atmosphere of it. You know, you doing this since 2013 with the snowman in the morning, discuss that with our viewers, as well as um, the recent uh, turn of events over the past couple of years and, and what has got you going until this day. And with that uh, leading into that, let's take this into a snowman story.
1: Ah, uh, the past year has been hellacious to say the least, from having blood clots in both my lungs, to being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, to losing my mom, uh, losing my mom to cancer, and then moving back to Indiana to get a second opinion because the folks at Duke Hospital told my wife and told me that the tumor was inoperable, and, uh, came up here, we got hooked up with an oncologist, Dr. Roganoff, who made a phone call to IU Indianapolis. Uh, Dr. Ratila Naqib, who I owe my life to besides my family, he looked at me and said, we'll get it for you. And they did, just had to, I just have to learn how to eat better and uh, keep some symptoms at bay I've been doing Snowman in the Morning since 2013. I've been doing play-by-play uh, since uh, 1995. But uh, I have an initiative now, and it's called 100 Days to Carolina, because I want to move us back home. And it's going to take a hell of a lot of fundraising to do it. I have a GoFundMe, as well as PayPal, as well as well uh, as well as Patreon. And I'm going to start crying, because I... Would not be here. Were it not for my wife and my daughter, Sonia, my daughter, Cheyenne, my son, Dakota, and all the prayers and well wishes from you and from the folks at Legacy and everyone that sent me a positive message, because I can honestly tell you there were times I wanted to quit and my wife wouldn't let me. Y'all wouldn't let me. And I want this initiative to really pop off. And our goal right now is $30,000. And I want to try to get it within the next month. And I want to be there for Jody and for my family. And I want to financially carry my family for a while. There's some opportunity waiting for me in North Carolina. And I want to take full advantage of it. And I want us to get back to being us. So if y'all can contribute by becoming a patron through the PayPal and especially the the GoFundMe, we can make the goal of being back home in 100 days.
0: Most definitely, brother. And whatever I can do to, to help spread the message as well. Um, you know, I've already discussed, you know, behind the scenes, you know, with my my contribution or whatnot. But but with this, whatever I can do to to recycle this message from what we have from this episode into upcoming episodes until you meet your goal, whatever I can do just to take this clip out and, and to share it with our viewers to help you out. Um, you've done so much for us and been so supportive for us over the years. It's the least that I could do to help you out.
1: I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys.
0: Anytime, brother, and um, we definitely appreciate you coming on tonight, you know, being a part of the inner out sports debate and, uh, and having a blast so far. Um, I definitely wanted to get your message out there and, and everybody who watches this episode live um, and streaming right now or in syndication when we're done. Uh, Please do whatever you can to share this message for Brian to help him and help his family meet this goal over the next month. It would mean so much to him, his family and friends to help meet this goal. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to that. Thank you. Thank you. And we have some comments from the fans. Let's take this in the medial mayhem here in the uh, middle of our show. Speaking of our boys at the Legacy Maker Sports Network, Snowman, we got some comments from some of them. All right, Ron Johnson Owens is the goat, Snowman. How dare you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry Rice is better. <laughs> Yo, Snobby!
0: <laughs> What's
1: up, Darrell? I got to share a mic with Darrell. We got to call a baseball game next year. We must do that.
0: I'm sure you guys can definitely make that happen. You know, we've been covering VCU and Richmond Spiders in our area, but with you being in mm-hmm. North Carolina and kind of having like a middle stomping ground, I'm sure yeah. you guys can figure that out to where some of us can get up together and have some multiple projects. Who knows? That'd be Oh, funny. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I know it. I know we can do that.
0: So right here we got uh, Rob Johnson again. He's saying the Warriors in seven had them in five as well. But I guess <laughs> everything changed and he switched to seven.
1: Hey, ba- Boston came to play. This is, this is not the NBA Finals. I said it this morning on the morning show. This is a World Championship Series, and it's worthy of being called a World Championship Series.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Darrell commented again saying he had the Warriors in six, they still got a chance to make me look good. <laughs> <laughs> It's not over yet. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love He's it. Going seven. <laughs>
1: I, wouldn't course, be, Rob, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rob, of course, um, extends his uh, well wishes for Get Well Snowman.
1: Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob, so much.
0: Darrell says it's coming snowman he's talking about the baseball he wants to do it it's coming I know coming. I, I
1: can't wait I can't I, I can't wait I can't wait
0: from our from our new commenter Ben Fulp says Boston and 7 D Willie talking about me the plate behind you, know, you, know it, too, you you know something
1: you know something I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised like I said this is not a NBA final this is not a modern NBA Finals this is a throwback. World Championship Series, that can go either way.
0: It could, and uh, especially with how we've seen for marketing purposes. They're going to make sure it at least goes six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Rob says, watch out, Mets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mets, go- Mets are going to Met. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, guys, thank you so far. Keep the comments rolling. We'll, we'll get back to those at the end. We have the middle of the show, our medial mayhem. We also have the very end. So any comments after the watch out Mets comment, we'll get back to those <laughs> at the end of the show. So if you have anything to say about that, keep them coming. With that said, let's take this into round four with the snowman.
1: Round four.
0: The Cleveland Browns will regret the deal they made for Deshaun Watson. Snowman, how are you feeling about this? He didn't even have to hesitate. He is in. in.
1: I have one simple question, and it goes like this. Cleveland, what the hell were you thinking Y'all jumped like the Brooklyn Mess jump in getting James Harden, and less than a year later, he's in Philadelphia languishing. You give Deshaun Watson $230 million, and oh, the caveat, guaranteed it all. And he's not going to see the field again, ever. They're going to tie him up and tie his hands behind his back in courts, for good. I hate saying this aloud, but my two statements are Deshaun Watson, you put yourself in this situation. And secondly, and most importantly, Deshaun Watson is finished.
0: He's still showing up at Minicamp. He's still showing up at Minicamp. Even though that said, I've got to agree on this. I'm I'm in on this as well. Look, this dude may be showing up at many camp, but it doesn't mean anything. Just like the snowman said, his career is O V E R. You got 60 plus. I can't remember the exact number. I think it's 66, 67, something like that, as far as um, the amount of accusation against him at this point. That's like he's averaging one per week for like the past couple of years. It's it's ridiculous, man. How how do the the Texans even have that kind of setup for? I used to carry appliances for a living. Okay, I used to carry refrigerators, washers, and dryers. I used to go get a massage every two to three weeks just because it's a physical work on your – it's a physical toll on your body. Between that, yep. you may need a chiropractor. Um, f- Football is very um, physical, but unless you're taking hits like Brett Favre used to take in the 90s and the 2000s, there's no reason for you to really be getting that type of work, and even he didn't probably get that much work done to himself.
1: Or, or unless you're taking hits the way Steve Young used to take him with the 49ers in the latter part of his career – Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or Joe Montana throughout his career. Come on, I, you can. My, even my last four words: Deshaun-, Deshaun Watson is finished. Period. He He's is. done.
0: Even Cam Newton didn't even need that. You could Cam Newton's another one. You could say it took punishment too. Um, man,
1: man, don't get me started on Cam Newton. We should have thrown <laughs> that. We we should have we should have made that a bonus subject. Don't get me starting on Cam Newton. Let's move late. Let's move. (laughs) All right. Since I said Deshaun Watson is
0: done. All right. My apologies. Go back. What were we saying about Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton are finished. Now
1: let's move on. (laughs) Final round.
0: And here with the final round. Snowman definitely feels passionate about this. If you watch any of the Snowman in the mornings, you can definitely see and hear how he feels about this. This is a definite question that fans of Snowman should know. You know. Go ahead and say
1: it. In! This should have been done! I said it in a promo. If you can celebrate Christian McCaffrey's thousand thousand season, if you can celebrate Marshall Fox thousand thousand season and elect him into the Hall of Fame, why can't you elect the person who originated the thousand thousand season? And that's Roger Craig. He's the original jackknife running back. Look, I have much love for Walter Payton. I have much love for Barry Sanders. I have much love for John Riggins. Y'all know how I feel about the old school running backs. But if you want to talk about an old school jackknife running back, that was number 33. That was Roger Craig. Unfortunately, a fumble in the 1990 championship game is all they're going to look at instead of what he's done and what he did do over the course of his career. Roger Craig should have a gold jacket and a bust in the Hall of Fame right now. Period. All in.
0: I I don't disagree with anything you just said. I definitely agree. I'm in too. <laughs> Roger Craig had three 1,000-yard seasons. Unless they're trying to punish him for his last three years with the Raiders and with the Vikings, respectively, with the last three because he was t- at the tail end of his career, which they mm-hmm. shouldn't because, like you said, Marshall Falk got in and he had 1000 thousand season. And they, their numbers are pretty close when you compare the two of them. There's no reason why Absolutely. Roger Craig has gone 32 years. Well, no, it's been right at 30 years pretty much since he retired and has still not gotten in. So, technically, he's been eligible for, for a quarter century and has still not gotten in. That's ridiculous ridiculous i feel like he should be in if it wasn't for him it, they there would, might be two there less would 49ers never be in these ranks.
1: exactly two i mean i
0: would say two not many was, people would give
1: them two. well not many people know this roger craig was the first player to score three touchdowns in the super bowl two rushing one uh, two receiving one rushing and in super bowl 23 he caught nine passes for 101 yards. He, uh, he and Rice were the only two receivers with 100 yards receiving in the in Super Bowl game. And while we're talking on the subject of 49ers who should be in the Hall of Fame, can we get an extra vote for John Taylor, please?
0: Yes. yes. I I... I, I... There's no reason why these guys should not be in. There's so many so many names we can go through. If Eli yeah. Manning gets in before Roger Craig does, that's a huge slap in the face.
1: It's a it's a big slap in the face, and I'm boycotting the Hall of Fame if Eli gets in before Roger Craig does. I mean, as I mentioned, can we get an extra vote for John Taylor? I mean, the only guy in Monday Night Football history would not want but two ninety yard touchdown passes. In the same game, he caught – my numbers remember me correctly. He caught 10 for 286 against the Rams in a game where they trailed 27 to 10 and wound up winning 30 to 27 on the strength of a 20-point fourth quarter.
0: It's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. It's pure –
1: it's pure, unadulterated blasphemy against that against that 80s dynasty 49er team. As a matter of fact, let me throw this back a little further. If y'all can, if the Steelers fans can get behind John Stallworth and get John Stallworth into the Hall of Fame, who also wore number 82 and was terrific, why can't this number 82 get in the Hall of Fame? What's up with that? As my wife would say a lot. <laughs>
0: Facts. There's no reason why they can't. They're being held back because of the Joe Montana aspect. Just like there's probably yep. going to be players from the Patriots dynasty who feel mm-hmm. like the same type of shade when it's their turn to be acknowledged. Yeah, for the Hall Teddy of Fame.
1: Bru- Teddy Bruschi being one of them. Mm-hmm. All right, Julian Edelman being a Julian Edelman being another. You could go down that laundry list of Patriots and 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 say most of them wouldn't won't make the Hall of Fame. And the first reason would be Tom Brady. Okay? So the first reason is Tom Brady for the Patriots. You know the first reason is Joe Montana for the 49ers.
0: I agree with that. When you've got the top two quarterbacks in the echelon of the mountain, they're gonna find some reason, <laughs> even though, even though Jerry Rice didn't get penalized, but Jerry Rice is in a whole other category. He's like a real You know what?
1: Jerry Rice is Jerry Rice, okay. When he okay, the 49ers moved up in the draft and surprised everybody by snatching Jerry Rice out of Mississippi Valley State. Uh, give me another, uh, give me another factoid the only pair of receivers to start a Super Bowl multiple times from historically black colleges, they were on opposite sides of each other. Jerry Rice and John Taylor, they did it three times.
0: It was definitely a good factoid right there. That, that was definitely good for that. Um, guys, we are. We, we have just crossed the 30-minute mark of episode <laughs> 16 of the in out sports debate. And before we go any further, there have been so many comments that have lit this oh, up. Oh, boy. It's kind of like watching one of Snowman's shows. That's how I felt to be a part of that. It was, it was getting lit up, and that was fun. So, guys, so oh, yeah, guys, oh yeah, comments. Keep them coming, because we're about to take this thing into the mayhem. Culmination yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. and we we last were at Watch Out Mets by Rob yeah. Johnson's where we left yeah. off. So now he goes into great point, Snowman. It's an old school series as he's still mm-hmm. talking with the Mets.
1: Yeah. It's it's a it's a world championship series. It's not a it's not an NBA Finals. It's a world championship.
0: Absolutely, Ben Falk continues with uh, with Boston. Boston is a young team and many more championships to come. Agreed, yeah. agreed. Well, they have definitely proven that. I mean, Tatum is still young. will not get you a title at any type of shooting, whether it's two points or three points or from the field goal line. You're not going to get it. You're not from the foul line. You're not going to get it. Right. Baker will start this year at QB. Hands down, Watson does not have a chance. Ben still fired (laughs) out with with, with old Baker. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't
1: be surprised. I would not be surprised. That's why he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Because they know this is going to drag out. This is going to drag out. And Roger Goodell is yet to weigh in. Oops.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, but you got a disgruntled player. You know, we've seen this in so many sports where if the player doesn't want to play, you're pretty much going to have a holdout. So what's the point of having all that drama and sticking with him if you know that's what's going to happen? You've already seen him show himself, as we say, if you're going to say it nicely. We've already seen him show himself at some point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, do you want to, do you want to deal with that? Do you want to risk hanging on to that? Is that? Is or do you want to see him actually uh, start, as far as to I'm
1: around, as far as I'm concerned, that's Kevin Stefanski's problem. Now that's, it's Kevin Stefanski's problem. And it's going to remain Kevin Stefanski's problem until he puts his foot down and makes some decisions.
0: Absolutely. Ben's Ben goes on to say, that he agrees with snowman and with drew talking about how we were discussing, the uh the watson debacle over there and uh in cleveland going back and forth and, with that
1: i mean the <laughs> the browns haven't had a great quarter they haven't had a good quarterback since bernie kosar let's be real
0: no i mean baker had given them the most success that they had had in that one season since bernie kosar pretty much because they had mm-hmm. the all up going to baltimore after that and Tim Couch and so many names on that one jersey on that meme. Oh dear God. Wow.
1: Tim Tim
0: Couch. <laughs>
1: Tim Couch.
0: <laughs> Brett Favre, after every game drank a 24 pack and took pills. Let's not um Just, let's judge mm. that one. We there's been so many 30 for 30s covered on that. The overreaction is real accusations when we were talking hey. about Watson.
1: Hey Rob, Roger Goodell hasn't weighed in yet. That's all I gotta say.
0: He can still get suspended. Sitting out last year doesn't sit, doesn't save you from getting suspended. Nope. Nope. Said we forgot about Emmett Smith.
1: I didn't forget about Emmett Smith, but Emmett Smith never had a thousand thousand a season. Next.
0: Yep. Craig was really good. He ain't Frank Gore, who played with average quarterbacks.
1: But Roger Craig was Roger Craig. Period.
0: R-T. He put the RC into the cola in the eighties for real. When it was mm -hmm. dying,
1: I mean that was number thirty. That was number thirty-three. It's Roger Craig. Roger Craig is Roger Craig. Period.
0: Yeah, I'm representing Roger Craig too. This is another reason why I wore my baseball jersey today is because it is number thirty-three. That's my baseball jersey. There you go. My baseball team. So I was representing Roger Craig for my man, the Snowman, for episode (laughs) sixteen. Right here, he is really good. Not a Hall of Famer. Homer pick. Nope. He is really hating on on Roger Craig.
1: Rob, you know better. I mean, hell, this is the same guy, Rob Johnson. I love you dearly, Rob. That said, Terrell Owens is the GOAT. All right? The GOAT wears 80, not 81. Even though 81's a Hall of Famer. 81's a Hall of Famer, and deservedly so. The GOAT wears 80, not 81. Next.
0: Rob again. Eli beat Tom Brady twice. He is spitting.
1: And Roger Craig and Roger Craig won three of them. Next,
0: rhetorical statements. Rob, rhetorical statements. We already <laughs> know about him beating Tom Brady twice. It is not helping your cause.
1: Yeah, and each time he won me money. Only thing about Roger Craig was his QBs. He had. They were the franchise. Yeah, true. When you have a fellow named Joe Montana who played in a, uh, a game where he had chicken soup at halftime, what can you do? But Roger Craig is Roger Craig, period.
0: And he didn't have the Waterboys version of Joe Montana either. He had Montana. He,
1: he had Montana. Matter. It wasn't Montana. It's Montana. Mm-hmm. And for all that's- you Brady fans, that's Mr. Montana to you. I mean, mm-hmm. Brady Montana are 1-1-A. One one Only difference, Brady played longer. Okay. And Montana, I believe, played in a harder area, harder era. But that's Mr. Montana to you.
0: Next. But first, I bet you on those four nights that they were celebrating those Super Bowls in the 80s, that he was Joe Montana with how he was acting that night. He was partying like a Joe Montana would for those four Super Bowls.
1: 16, 19, 24. Three Super Bowl MVPs, the first to do it. He had every reason to. Especially since, for the longest time before Kurt Warner broke his record, Joe Montana had the most yards passing in the Super Bowl with 357. That came in Super Bowl 23, and then Kurt Warner showed up and showed out with the greatest show on turf and destroyed that record. In fact: first quarterback to throw for 400 in the Super Bowl was 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 Kurt Warner. Next one.
0: The stats don't lie,
1: though. Neither does the impact on the field. Next,
0: apparently he agrees with his own <laughs> statement. <laughs> Lastly, ooh wee, what's up with that in the Canaan Thompson voice?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's one my wife loves to. That's a line my wife loves to give me. But uh, that's uh, let me. I know we're going to the final word, but let let's let's go to the final word. Let's let's go to the final word because. I have a very special final
0: word. Ten four. Let's take this into the final word. But before that, thank you guys for the comments and mayhem culmination. That was thank you, great interaction. Thank that was you. Awesome. So, final word time. Final word, Mister Snowman. Would
1: I wouldn't be. Who I am or where I am without my wife Jody, my daughter Sonia, my daughter Cheyenne, my son Dakota, and all of my grandchildren. If it weren't for Jody and Sonia leaping into action last June, I would not be here. I would be dead. Sonia took the phone and described to the medical staff what's going on. Jody was beside me comforting me. And when I became conscious again, that's when this whole odyssey started. So uh, that's uh, that's my final word. It's for Jody and it's for my family. I wouldn't be here without them.
0: That was a great final word dedicating to family and and you know, to those who have our backs in times of need, you know, especially when you never know what, what strikes, so you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow never know what's going to happen when you wake up. It could be just a regular day when you get up. The next thing you know, you could just be moving, going about your day, and then, boom, it happens. Uh, you, you don't know. And, and unfortunately, you experienced that. But thank God, brother, you had a great family, to uh, a great support system to get you back up doing what you love doing, that you are still sitting upright here with me for Episode 16 of the inner Out Sports Debate. I'm going to actually forego my final word for actually one final comment by one of our viewers, and he wants to get our opinion on something, okay, because the right. Finals are over. Uh, you, you, I will. I hope you come back and you're, you're a guest on another episode at some point, but I don't think it's going to be until after the Finals just because of scheduling and everything. But Ben wanted us to go over. He wanted to throw out our pick for the MVP. Who do you think the MVP of the Finals will be?
1: Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry for Golden State. And I would say Al Horford for Boston. Why Alpha Horford? Size. He's kept uh, the Warriors off the board. I mean, I'd love to give it to Jason Tatum, but it's 27.4% shooting. Jalen Brown's been a little inconsistent the last two games, but if I had to pick uh, two candidates for the finals, it would be Al Horford and Stephen Curry.
0: And I agree on, with that as well as far as Stephen Curry. I would normally, with, with based on how he's played throughout the season, leading up to the NBA Finals, I would say if this is a pre-finals pick, I would go with Jason Tatum. But because of how he's played throughout the finals and with that stat we we discussed about with round three, I can't give it to him. Al Horford and the size, he's been what's made the difference in the two wins that they've had so far. And if they do get two more wins, it's going to be based on size again. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. But I have to, I have to 100% agree with the snowman here because he took the words right out of my mouth when it came to that.
1: Those are my picks.
0: So, with that, we've had one great episode going nearly forty-five minutes tonight. Was was went nearly an hour on Brian's show earlier today and had a great time. We spent the majority of the time talking about professional wrestling. Uh, that was that was a fun topic. To discuss I love it with with those guys. And uh, we we were talking. They, they they were talking about me for a few minutes, and then like all of a sudden, once I said professional wrestling, it just it, it, it snowballed it took into, off. Uh, it took off. It, took it off. great. It was fun. So I look forward to getting you back on here at some point and, and, and with Cole as well. Uh, we've got another Done. seven episodes booked. And like we said earlier, we've got tomorrow, Mr. Rollback Darrell Owens coming on for episode 17 of the in or out sports debate. The rollback edition tomorrow, June 14th, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern on the Legacy Maker Sports Network YouTube and Facebook pages as of this moment. And just like we announced earlier in the breaking news, Russ Teleferro will join next Tuesday, June 21st at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The LMSN Man Russ Teleferro, will join us for episode 18. I've got to thank Mr. Snowman, Brian Snow, one more time for coming on here today, for having me this morning for this double take that we've had today. An
1: absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I loved it. Loved every moment of it.
0: Thank you again, brother. And with that, let's take it into one badass outro. <laughs>